and welcome back to another episode of In The Loop. I'm your host, Rachel Camp. Today on In The Loop, I have the opportunity to interview Miss Katherine Nolan, a STEM educator at Arnold Middle School in Coweta County. We're going to talk about her experience with Coweta Fayette EMC's first ever alternative energy summer adventure. You're going to get to hear her observations and feedback about the program and how Coweta Fayette EMC is working to bring STEM education into the classroom to get students excited about science and the alternative energy industry. So let's get started. Good afternoon, Catherine. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to join you from uh, Coweta County Schools and Arnold Middle School especially. Awesome. Okay. Well, we are here today to talk about the Alternative Energy Summer Adventure, as I've already mentioned. But first, I, I want to give you an opportunity to just introduce yourself. What grade do you teach at Arnold? How, how long have you been there? Um, I teach seventh grade uh, gifted life science at Arnold Middle School. I've been there. This is my third year. I'm also the science department chair there. So I've been with Coweta County Schools for about 10 years. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. Um, we are so excited to just do an overview of the teacher tour. This was the first year that Coweta Fayette EMC put this program on. It was so successful, and I appreciate you coming on to just share your experience with it. So I'm going to dive in with some questions. First of all, what led you to participate in the program? Honestly, Dr. White is so amazing at putting stuff together. I've participated with Coweta Wet before, and everything he puts together is so amazing. So when he sent out an email saying, we have this new amazing thing, um, why don't y'all try it? You know, and I have a friend, and we always partner up together to go to these. And, and just seeing what was going on, and I had never even heard of, like, the living building um, at Georgia Tech. So, so the opportunity to go see that, to me, was very exciting. Um, I honestly love the fact that we went to the old fourth ward because that's more in my wheelhouse, seeing the ecology and, and all that interacting together. That to me, I was so excited that first day. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in the right spot. I remember that, too. I remember seeing how, how excited you are and you were with your your teammate, as you said. So you, you've talked really just about kind of my next question. What, what did you enjoy most about the tour? So what did you find most educational? Um, well, I want to lie and say driving the Teslas, but really that was just fun. <laughs> Honestly, the most educational, the living building, I took a lot out of seeing, even because I plan to build a house in the future and I plan to go toward the modern clean style. So for me personally, that was fascinating. But also looking at turning the old fourth ward ecosystem into a usable um, habitat in the middle of an urban space. So all of that to me was fascinating, plus tied in very well with my content. But I really enjoyed learning about the um, cars and the availability and how there are different programs for the different car, you know, the different um, electric cars. And then seeing the large array, um, all of those things I personally found fascinating and interesting. Okay, awesome. And I was just going to ask you, kind of dive into solar energy and EVs. So when we were learning about the different components of solar energy and consumption and then also electric vehicles before you got to drive the Tesla, of course, right. <laughs> did you learn anything that day that, that surprised you? I was surprised. I did not know that Coweta actually had an array. 
I kind of knew about the one at Zach Brown, you know, at Southern Ground, um, because my husband's an engineer and he had done some work with Zach out there. So I kind of knew that one existed, although I thought it wasn't, you know, just being used to power the um, camp. I did not know at all that Coweta had an array. So that was surprising. And I didn't realize how locally available solar power was until that point. Awesome. Yes. So you're referring to the the Heard County uh, solar array that that we built with True Natural Gas. But yes, it's that's one of our big programs we try to offer our members. So I'm glad that you found that surprising. You, you learned more about that that day. Um, did you acquire any knowledge or ideas that you can use in your classroom, or, or have you already? Since the school year's already started and we're in September here. So um, actually I have because we're in the just, you know, it, it is just the end of August and we are rolling out and doing things. But um, during the content day, the presenters had mentioned a transpiration lab um, and you go out and you can actually put a plastic bag over the trees and, and measure the water. So um, the entire seventh grade at Arnold was out there with their bags and we were doing a lab and we were doing this activity at every level. So um, students um, in every program from SPED to gifted were out there making predictions and, and doing measurements and, and analyzing what results they got out of, you know, placing the bag over the part of the tree. And it's, it was exciting to see because they got to leave them for 24 hours and go back. Um, and there were different expectations, of course, at every level, but every student got to participate in that activity. And I had never even seen it before. And I've been teaching for at least 10 years. Um, I had never seen it before that day or had ever even heard of it before the content day here. Awesome. Okay. Well, and so you're referring to what you guys went over in the Spark Energy Education Program. That is correct. Awesome. So is there anything else that you took away from that curriculum? There's several things we haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, Definitely, there were a lot of plant being life science. There were a lot of plant activities, you know, like ecosystem in a jar. And um, there's another plant uh, transpiration activity that when we get farther into the content, I can see definitely us using. I also saw if our physical science that there were several things that I could connect, you know, building a circuit um, and those sorts of activities for those students. It's just that that's not my current content, but I do see, oh, you could easily do this. Oh, you could take and measure this. You could take this information and apply it here. So there were several opportunities with content I've taught before, right? See the opportunity to use the curriculum. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'm glad that you were able to take away from that curriculum from Green Power EMC. And you talk about you being a teacher for 10 years or more now, (laughs) teaching STEM education. So I want to ask you a little bit about STEM education. What is the importance of it? Why does it matter? And where where is where is your passion come from? So STEM education um, is really teaching problem solving skills. And it's applicable everywhere, like whatever you're doing. To me, STEM is identifying a problem, researching a solution, what solutions are out there. Um, If if there's not a solution that perfectly fits your needs, 
then developing a solution, whether it's through trial and error, if you're doing some kind of material science, or if you're doing what you're going to make for dinner. Um, that's my favorite go-to because if you don't know how to bake or you don't know how to cook, stem, that, that to me is the stimmiest, one of the stimmiest things you can do. But it's really just identifying a problem, researching it, trying it, going back, modifying what you're doing, and then using what you've developed, no matter what it is. So for me, STEM is literally everything. And my passion for STEM is the fact that, you know, knowing how to solve problems is a skill we all need. And knowing how to identify what the actual problem is, is a skill we need, no matter if you're a science teacher, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're an engineer, if you're a lineman, you know, no matter what you're doing, you have to be able to identify the problem, figure out what you can do for it, or make something to fix it. So that's STEM in a nutshell for me. I think that's a great analysis, really. Thank you for breaking that down. (laughs) Well, so how we we know how important STEM education is and how it relates to our future and and the future generations and coming up, especially here at EMC, we want to, you know, being in utilities, we want to make sure the future workforce is equipped for that. So how could a parent encourage their child to get involved in STEM education? I know in Coweta we have several programs um, ranging based on your student's interest. Um, one of the best things I could actually recommend um, is exploring their interests with them. So we have an amazing program at CEC. We have a robotics program there. Um, it's free to Coweta County students. They learn, come in, they learn how to program a robot, use a robot, um, and, and learn those sorts of skills. There are also coding classes available if your child's interested in learning how to code. But we have other things, too. Um, in Coweta, we offer graphic arts where students can actually learn how to edit salt, edit and stuff like that. And to me, that's that, that falls under the STEM. You've got a problem. You want to learn how to edit um, graphic things, you know, pictures or whatever, or audio or video, all of those things to me, even though they're under the STEAM umbrella, still fall in to STEM because you're still working on identifying a problem, researching a solution, working on that. You know, you're still doing the process, even though it's not necessarily in science. Um, technology, um, wildly available. However, using technology is not the same thing as using technology for STEM. You know, it's not always writing a Word document's not STEM unless you're reporting what you found out. Um, but there's just a wide variety of availability. That's um, most of the CEC stuff in Coweta is for high school students. Um, it's very limited for eighth grade students. They only have so many spots. However, at your child's homeschool, you know, whether they're in elementary, middle or high school, whatever school they're at, will have some kind of STEM or STEAM club or science club or math club. And all of those areas are great areas for your child to get invested and working in STEM, working on stuff. Even the art club, I know at um, Arnold particularly, is very, very much where kids will integrate materials to come up with something new that's, you know, it's just an amazing opportunity to work in STEM. For sure. Can you just touch on a little bit, why is it important to support these programs? Well, 
I can tell you, I often have kids who, uh, who come to my class, and I've already had an ELA teacher tell me we read and write more in my class than they do in ELA. And I've had a math teacher come in and go, oh, we're not teaching that till next week. That's okay. I'm pre-teaching it for you. Um, and I've had kids go, this is science. Why are we doing math? And they don't realize, because we've put the curriculum in boxes, that these things all overlap. And I'm going to go back to my cooking demo. You know, you need to know how to measure out your flour if you're going to make baked bread. You can't just dump some in there. So even though you're doing something with numbers, you're doing something with science. You know, you need to know how much of things to add to get the right amount, you know, get out the product you want. So getting kids to realize that in life, the, the content areas, the science, the math, the English language arts, you know, they're not in their own separate boxes. We use them every day, whether you're measuring out line, you know, to know how much to pull, or if you're an accountant and you've got to do the math and then write the report about the math, or you're the statistician or the engineer, like all of these things are used. I mean, secretaries need to know how to use Excel nowadays and actually do the math programming. So it's very heavily involved in our society at large. And the sooner we can get our kids integrated and using the same technology or similar technology, the, be- the better chance they have in the future of getting a job or a career that they're interested in and well-equipped for. What kind of challenges, I just want to touch on this briefly, what are some challenges that you run into as a STEM educator? Um, some of the biggest, I mean, honestly, the biggest challenge is time. We have the kids, you know, in middle school, we have them for about an hour and 10 minutes. In high school, for about an hour and a half. In elementary school, you're lucky if you can fit in the science and, and the inquiry uh, methods. So time is the number one challenge. And then funding is, is the second challenge. Um, being able to afford big projects or even small projects, you know, if you're getting, say, I don't, recent experience, baggies for 150 kids to put two bags over a tree, you know, it's, you know, 300 bags, they're gallon size, you know, the, the cost, even though that cost was probably like 10 or $15, doing things like that over and over again does eat into it adds up the ability to do it. So, so time is definitely number one. The second one is money. And then um, getting students to believe that, yes, they can do it, I think would be the third barrier, their, their, motiva- their internal motivation and belief. So getting that, if we can get that up and rolling, usually, you know, we can recruit help for funds and um, we can try to move things around for time. But I think those, those three things, I think, are the big barriers. Sure. Well, and so remember, we do have a Bright Ideas grant here through Cowie DeFate EMC for special projects. So just keep that in mind for the future. You've got one with my name on it. <laughs> awesome. Well, we we were, again, we were so excited to offer this program and to bring STEM education into into the classroom and get to help to get students excited about science. So going back to the tour, would you recommend the tour to another educator? I would, without a doubt, recommend the t- tour to another educator. I've already had educators 
come up to me and say, hey, what were you doing? I saw you and so-and-so and, you know, this other person I know. And what, what were y'all doing? Where What was going on? And were y'all on vacation together? And it's like, no, we were doing some professional development. Um, and they're like, oh, what did that cost? I'm like, it was free. We got reward. You know, we got this and we got that. And, you know, come check out our goodie bags and stuff like that. So I think people seeing it and realizing that, yeah, you're going to give up a, a day or two or, or three in the summer, but you're going to get something out of it and you're going to get to have um, good conversation just with peers. Like there were people on the bus I didn't know. There were a fair amount of people on the bus that I did know. But just meeting people and, and coming up and, and talking back and forth about what challenges we have and that sort of support was so – so I do – I guess I should back up and add the bus riot was very informative – but just collaborating and that free time to collaborate and to enjoy yourself and then to see what else is out in our community. Um, without a doubt, I would definitely recommend this. Awesome. I, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even consider two of that, that you were able to meet teachers from different schools and, you know, get, get feedback back and forth about what's working and what's not. So how awesome. Is yeah. That, I didn't even think about the bus ride, but yeah, truly the bus ride was a lot of our collaborative time because we all you know, we were just sitting back there about like a bunch of kids on the bus talking about it and what's going on and what we saw and where we could use it or those sorts of ideas. And that's, that's going on, you know, an hour up there, an hour back. Sure. So that was great. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. Our, our economic development staff really worked so hard here to, to put it together and to offer a program. And we're excited to offer it in the future. We're right now talking with Fayette County Schools to offer this same type of program. So I'm so glad that you enjoyed it and you found it to be valuable. Um, do you have, for, for my last question, do you have anything else you, you want to add to it? Any, any other feedback you want to give about the program or maybe advice to another educator? Um, I think if you're another educator and you're thinking, hey, this is out there, I don't know if I should do it, just be like, you know, um, same advice I give the students. Just try it. Try it. Give it a, you know, give it a whirl. Um, It'll be uncomfortable if you don't know anybody, but you'll make friends. Everybody's, you know, everybody's nice. They want to make friends. Um, and you'll make new connections, especially if you're a new educator with people that you don't, you've never met before, you wouldn't have met otherwise. And it will give you some good hands-on stuff that you can take away and do. You know, I know we're, we've already talked about um, what I'm going to take away and use in my classroom, but I mean... Just even among my own colleagues and peers, we've talked about when we get to ecology, maybe doing a clean building challenge and that sort of thing. So um, the opportunity is there for growth and it's there and it's a great experience. And uh, I don't think you'll have another opportunity to, to have this level of professional development at the cost to teacher. You know, I mean, it was free. And then I felt like we got paid to go. I mean, we got Starbucks cards and <laughs> Chick-fil-A and all the, the fun, you know. All of the EMC swag. All the swag. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. I couldn't remember what it was called, but yeah, all the swag, you know. But, you know, getting a little cute robotic car is fun because then you can have it out and the kids can be like, oh, what's this? And it's got a photo cell on it and you've got to expose it, you know. And they're over there with their flashlights trying to see if they can power it. All that stuff is fun. Too cool. Well, thank you again so much, Catherine, for coming on and sharing your experience. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you, you know, asking me to come out and talk about my experience. I really 
and a lot of fun. Hi, I'm Jimmy Adams with Coweta Fayette EMC. Thanks for listening to another episode of In the Loop. You just heard from Coweta County STEM educator Catherine Nolan about her experience with Coweta Fayette EMC's Alternative Energy Summer Adventure, a program conducted by the Energy Services and Economic Development Team here at EMC for the first time ever. Stay tuned for more updates in the future as we plan to expand the program to include the Fayette County School System. We also invite you to subscribe and follow along next month for our upcoming segment on Coweta Fayette EMC's Member Appreciation Day and drive-through annual meeting. See you next time.